We should probably talk a little bit. Uh, there's been a great backlash against the forelash that was the criticism of Trump's Mount Rushmore speech. If you listen to the show, you know I'm not a fan of the Trump outrage story of the day. I think they're pointless, and in a week you don't even remember they happened, so I don't like to argue about them. This is meaningful, though. Mm -hmm. Trump laid out what a lot of America sees going on in the country, and the media acted like he'd gone crazy. Yes. And everybody goes, what are you you talking about? That's exactly what I'm seeing in the the evening news every night. The president. What you just mentioned. The president chose to stoke divisions. The president, in a divisive speech, utterly dishonest and outrageous. They were out and out lying, not not surprisingly, on CNN. Uh, T- Tammy Duckworth, a senator, U.S. senator, who might be uh, Joe Biden's veep choice. Who knows? Um, veep stakes. Joe loves to talk about the veep stakes. Stop saying that word. <laughs> so she was saying, yeah, the president at Mount Rushmore saying he's uh, in favor of uh, Confederate statues, a bunch of dead traitors. When the president said nothing about the Confederates at all, he listed, he name-checked all of America's great leaders, great civil rights leaders, singers, athletes, etc., great Americans, never referenced the Confederacy in any way, but they're just lying up and down about it. We'll get into that later and play some clips for you. The uh, Again, I, the, the, the fact that the media doesn't treat Trump well is a side story. Yeah, what a surprise, what a shock. But the fact that the media doesn't realize half the country recognizes what's happening on the streets of the cities. Exactly. And that's where I'm going with this. Trump's speech was fabulous. It was eloquent, it was powerful, it it represented broadly, broadly held American values. It was really, really good. And the media lied about it, Democratic politicians are lying about it, and it will get Trump reelected. So... You got Trump tweeting like a fiend the last couple of days. I don't know why. He's 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 hot to trot to tweet again. When he's doing that, like I don't know if anybody was following yesterday, but how many times did he tweet yesterday? What's what's his record? In the last twenty four hours it's been a lot. His record is like a hundred some. It's not that many, but it's a lot. <laughs> when he gets on one of those rolls, is he is he like um is he sitting on the couch in his in his uh, apartment or is he they're in the White House, or is he at the, is the during desk? a meeting and people see him on his phone and wonder if he's listening? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'd love to know that. But the, the trump aversy of the day yesterday was uh, his tweet about Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver. Has uh, Bubba Wallace apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax? That and flag decision has caused lowest ratings ever meaning NASCAR's decision to ban the Confederate flag. I, I, I'm i astounded by Trump sometimes. I can't understand what he can possibly be thinking. He had all the momentum. He was on the side of right. He delivered a blockbuster speech that the very people who he's talking about, the radical left who hate this country and are trying to poison our children's minds, they were showing all their cards. They They had abandoned any pretense of being reasonable or reliable or fair or honest and and it was a great moment to call them out for what they were and say this is why i'm running again to to stop this crap but instead he does this bubba wallace tweet which is indefensible i well it's I, it's, it's it's just it, and i'm not going to go through why it's indefensible it's just it was a terrible idea but 
You mean as a political strategy? To, to... Well, and factually, and listen, I am the guy who calls out fake racial hoaxes. I have two of them in front of me right now. Blockbusters that people made a big deal about a racist letter sent to a county uh, councilman or whatever his title is about a racist letter sent to a California college university campus. And they're all fake. They're all fake. They're activists faking this stuff up. Um, and, and the Bubba Wallace thing wasn't that. Well, I've wondered this about uh, the president since he was before president, before he was the president. And I don't, I don't know. It's proof that he's not playing three-dimensional chess, at least with this stuff, because he would win a debate. He'd win one of the debates. You know, he easily bested Jeb and <laughs> all the other stars on the stage. Uh, and then the oh, next morning, Thirsty Rubio, Thirsty Rubio, he, he'd win the debate. And then instead of like letting all that, hey, he won the debate, come in the next day on the cable news channel and everybody talk about it. He'd fire off some tweet about John McCain. <laughs> yeah. And so just step on the whole thing. And then everybody's talking about that. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he does it. Well, I, <laughs> I'm reminded of the great essay that went around a couple of years ago about why people continue to embrace Trump in spite of his flaws. And listen, I was I took in a lot of uh, cable news yesterday, conservative cable news and talk radio and the rest of it. And uh, the the number of people who normally are more than willing to come to Trump's defense who are slapping their foreheads and saying, you've got to persuade moderates and this is not helping. That's why I say Trump is the only guy who can get Trump not elected. Joe Biden doesn't have a chance. He's a weak, milk toast, gray old war horse who was never much good, and he's certainly not very good now. He's just totally unimpressive. And as we were discussing last hour, how many Joe Biden for president stickers and banners and placards do you see around where you live? None-ish, I'm guessing. <laughs> Well, I think that's their official strategy, though. Right. Is pretend it's not even happening. <laughs> is I just can't vote for Trump, and right. and you got to vote for, and you're gonna vote for somebody if you're there, right? And you'll and they'll vote for Biden. That's what vote, he's counting vote on. For me, the other name on the ballot. <laughs> right. Not a joke. <laughs> but but has I, anybody actually ever been elected president as just not him? Yeah. Yes. I mean, Trump was to a certain extent with with there. There's a lot of not Hillary. But you know he had an awful lot of support too. There's there's a fair amount in that uh, in Lincoln's first election. True, but it was a little more That's complicated. True. I've never seen ever in my life enthusiastic crowds like Obama or Trump. Right, the only two people that right. Bernie, Bernie, the, but that ended up being president. Trump and Obama. Uh, can you win with just kind of yeah? At least you're not Trump, right? <laughs> So anyway, I, I want to get I want to get to my ultimate point because I, I'm on a road to get there, and and I've been talking to a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives lately, and they're they feel exactly the same. Trump makes us insane. Meanwhile, love a lot of the foreign policy thing, love confronting China, love the support of Israel, love the judges, love uh, you know calling out the radical left for being radical left. Just there's so much to like, but he keeps you know th- throwing grenades into his his own foxhole. Um, Meanwhile, the utter aggressive dishonesty of the media and the Marxists in the streets make people like me, people like you folks maybe think, you know what, Trump's making me insane, but I got to vote for him. What am I, am I going to give the streets to Marxists burning down the city? 
Am I going to let the New York Times and the Washington Post win the day? Being utterly dishonest about the speech in Mount Rushmore, for instance. Just aggressively, shamelessly dishonest. Absolutely. And uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with the historian Neil Ferguson, and he said, you know, I'm I'm different... uh, of a different mind in different times. You know, sometimes I'm just a classic liberal. Sometimes I'm a conservative, he said. But when I see businesses being smashed and statues pulled down by mobs, I'm a reactionary. Right. And you're going to get a lot of that. People people who just think, you know, that's just crazy. Right. You are forcing me to choose a side. And you are punching me in the face if I so much as hesitate and want to think about it. You know, you treat people like that, lefties. You're going to get a result that you think 2016 was shocking? Oh, my God, they're going to have to have shovels in America's newsrooms as all these newscasters poop themselves when Trump gets reelected. So, um... You know, the just you've probably seen this. It's one of the most popular articles ever shared, like on townhall.com. Um, but it's a, a piece by Evan Syatt, I believe, um, talking about um, the, the theme of it is he fights. And it, it evokes Abraham Lincoln talking about all the people who didn't like Ulysses S. Grant and said, look at him. His, his uniform is unkempt. He, he, he drinks. And, and Lincoln said, essentially, I can't spare this man. He fights. That's the way Trump is. I mean, there are times he's tough to take, but at least he fights. Somebody that's going to stand up against illegal immigration. That's another good one. I left that out of the list. Mobs in the street, etc. If Joe Biden doesn't tip his cap to that, at least, and I don't think he can. Boy, his 4th of July commercial announcement, web post, whatever it was, was incredibly... uh, How do you describe it? It was, I haven't decided about the United States, really, if I like this country or not. It's got a lot of problems. Okay. All right. The greatest experiments in liberty, uh, self-governance, the the country that did more to end slavery than anywhere else on earth. You're not sure about that, Uncle Joe? You're going to get Trump reelected. This just in, the South Dakota governor flew with Trump on Air Force One because he was at Mount Rushmore just the other day, and she has tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, my. So uh, if Trump gets the corona, that'll be quite the media frenzy. (laughs) Uh, Will he take hydroxychloroquine? They were arguing about that on CNN this morning. I know. That, That and other stuff on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. How about Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes signing the biggest quarter uh, contract in the history of U.S. sports? I missed that. Half a billion dollars. Guess how many years? (laughs) Fifty. It's ten. Ten-year contract, $503 million. Richest deal in the history of America's sports. It's hard to imagine why you'd give it to anybody else. He's worth a lot of money. He's overrated. <laughs> well, he's got the combo. That's <laughs> he's, exactly. he's got the combo great player, but good-looking, well-spoken, charming, guy, charming yeah. Yeah. no skeletons, it doesn't seem. 
And, you know, you want that as the face of your franchise and everything that comes with it. So, yeah. Important, anyway. important to note that football contracts often sound gigantic. Right. Unlike other sports, the money's not guaranteed. Sure. He could get cut in year five. He doesn't see a lot of that. But, Excellent point. Yeah. But, and uh, often but, they're escalating, too. Uh, right, right. That's why when the numbers actually come out, like how much signing bonus, never mind, that's too much sports talk stuff. Yeah, Sorry. Excellent Sorry. restraint, son. Another sports talk stuff. Here's about to be a picture of LeBron James with his shirt off, if you want to see that. I don't particularly. My- oh, good <laughs> Lord. Look at that. Are Is you that kidding real? Me? Are you kidding me? That's him not been working out. <laughs> you know, that's him in the off season. Yeah, that's him trying to get in shape for the playoffs. I tell you what, he's he's charging his way toward the hoop. I stand aside. I say, Mr. Uh, James, this way, sir. <laughs> I'm not getting in the way of that. Uh, fake news. I delivered fake news. Uh-oh. The governor of South Dakota does not have the coronavirus. She was exposed to the coronavirus. I see. And then flew on the Trump with plane. So it's uh, the, the Trump's plane. So yeah. it's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So Okay. All right. So thank thank gosh the, uh, the gal's uh, healthy. We wish her well. Oh, speaking of health, I want to give a shout out to the doctors who took care of me yesterday. You guys know who you are. Uh, appreciate it. Well done. It was uh, quite the day. Uh, we initially thought I had a, a situation. It was a blood clot situation. Uh, we initially thought it was in a uh, extremely life-threatening place <laughs> and that uh, I had to go to the hospital right away. Um, but then they decided, whoops, nope, it's not actually in the super scary place. We need to treat it, but you're going to be fine. So it was uh, quite the day. How long did you think it was life-threatening? Mm, it still is conceivably a little bit. Um, but uh, like super life threatening, probably uh, six, seven, eight minutes, something like that. It's difficult it's to enough. measure time when you're texting your children, reminding them that you love them and you're proud of them. In case, oh my gosh. yeah, yeah, oh, wow. And uh, and and Judy to uh, try to figure out how she's going to get where I was and how many cars and what do we do with the car and blah blah blah. You got to come to the hospital and I would have to do. But um, then they decided no, no, it's actually in a place we can treat pretty well, pretty readily. Um, and, uh, and so a stand down and, you know, it's funny and, and my doctors are terrific. One felt terrible that he essentially scared me. Although I tend to take these things in a fairly even way anyway. Um, but I said, no, no, I said, that's, don't worry about it. (laughs) I said, this, this plot twist is fine. This plot twist I can handle. (laughs) Yeah. If if it's ultimately good news, that's always a good thing, but yeah. uh, And, and an excess of caution. There's could, nothing wrong with that. Do you want your doctor to say, eh, it could kill you, maybe not, I don't know. It's a I coin got, flip. I got another patient over here. I don't know. I'll get back. I'll call you sometime. No. No, they're being very, very careful, which I appreciate a great deal. But uh, it was uh, it was a heck of an interesting afternoon. Uh, but they got me on this drug that's going to take care of everything. And uh, I asked uh, two questions about the drug. I said, number one, because he said no strenuous activity for like weeks. Can do. Done. <laughs> but I said, um, is like a casual round of golf strenuous? He said, oh, no, that should be fine. Ding. And I said, eh, how do we feel about a glass of wine on this truck? <laughs> and it, it was funny. I just, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but uh, the two docs said, red or white? I said, are you asking me or are you telling me which one I can have? They said, oh, just curious because <laughs> they, hmm. they know I like wine. <laughs> so I said, well, this time of year, often a nice, uh, cool white and then a red with dinner, which uh, my doctors approved of. So, yes, I can, uh, I can play golf and I can have a glass of wine. So I'm absolutely on board with this treatment plan. Oh, and leisure. 
24 hour a day leisure? Do Sorry. I have to? Sorry, I'd like to help with that, but I've got a doctor's orders. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway, thanks again to the, uh, the, the, the fabulous guys who are taking care of me. And, um, I'm uh, glad that apparently I've got a little time left at least. We'll see. You got to be careful. You don't want to say, say that too loud. <laughs> no. No, you don't. He might hear you. No, I'm not worried about the doctor. I'm worried about the fates. That's what I mean. God. God oh. might hear you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he thinks he's got plenty of time, does he? I'll show him as an example to others. Exa- an interesting view of God. As an example to others. <laughs> that is an interesting view of God. Theologically, it's a little, you know. Which book and verse is that in? <laughs> the Bible. It's a little fringy, theor- you know, theologically wow. speaking. He's got like a mean streak. <laughs> Why I'll show he's, him? He's got more of an "I'll show him" streak than I would have expected. More a school bully than the Almighty. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do you have any idea what this means? The Supreme Court upheld a federal ban on robocalls yesterday. I get about five thousand of them a day. I don't understand what's happening there. Well, interestingly, in that case, there had been a carve out that the government can robocall to collect your debts to the government. Hmm. And the soup said, no, you can't do that. Well, I'm so, sure getting a lot of robocalls if they're technically illegal. Well, you got some call center, a uh, mainframe in the Bahamas cranking out calls. There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, speaking of that, interesting Twitter story about uh, what they've been up to. We'll have to tell you about it. Oh, Stay really? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If Portland, Oregon, oh, were on the East Coast, yeah, it would be the lead story in every uh, you know news outlet in America. Unbelievable violence, destruction, ugliness in Portlandia. Well, for what? Now, 40 nights in a row? Right. The radical, radical left is destroying parts of Portland, defying the cops. The government is is weak. They're lying supine at the feet of the Marxists. You're right. If this were the East Coast, it would be the biggest story maybe on the cable news. Yeah. CNN, NBC, the Washington Post have only a vague idea of where Portland, Oregon is. Well, that's how Antifa <laughs> flew under the radar for like two years. Well, longer than that, like yeah. almost four years mm-hmm. before they got national uh, coverage. Yeah, more on that coming up in just a little bit. Sean is just showing me a uh, a live shot that was on CNN yesterday um, from Santa Monica. They're there, uh, they're at the pier and uh, talking about Corona and whatnot. And in the background, a uh, a woman carrying trash bags. Puts down her bags, drops her pants, <laughs> drops a deuce, oh, then picks my. up her bags and moves on. You can't do a live shot in California without catching somebody pooping on the sidewalk behind you. It's just there's just too many of them. It's a sick enough. How's just your utopia coming along? You got to, d- d- destruction in the streets, people taking poos. Unbelievable. You just keep voting for the same parties, though. It'll turn around soon. Yeah, we did a lot of walking around San Diego over the weekend, my son and I. And the, the, num- the number of homeless people and the things he saw that I don't want him to see. <clears throat> but it's just part of the California experience. Yeah. If you got half the homeless people in the entire country in one state, you're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Crazy. Subsidize something, you get more of it. And people think that's okay, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, um, Sean brought us this Twitter story that I was unaware of. First of all, there's a AI has the ability to create faces that don't exist. 
which is pretty interesting hmm. and scary. They can create faces that don't exist and then use them for all kinds of things. IDs, profiles in uh, uh, in social media in this Various case. Various bot avatars, yeah. like for your Twitter avatars. Stuff they're, like that. they're not good at ha- ears and teeth, though. For some reason, AI at creating people that don't exist, their pictures, <laughs> is not good at teeth and ears. How odd. And that's part of how they nailed down the fact that this particular ring of people were fake. Look at this guy who's got three front teeth. <laughs> instead of the big two, instead of the, the big he's two got front one teeth, centered, yeah, he's got and then two big teeth on either side, three teeth in between his incisors instead of the right. normal four. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's uh, you need to see your orthodontist or, or don't. Anyway, uh, the overall story is this: Twitter just suspended sixteen Twitter accounts that were part of a network of fake personas. Together, they spent the last year placing about ninety op eds. In 40 different news outlets, Newsmax, Newsmax, Washington Examiner, Jerusalem Post, Real Clear Media. These are all right-leaning publications, Mm -hmm. but obviously this happens on left-leaning publications, too, because that's part of the whole Russia, Iran, North Korea game. Right. Is get us at each other's throats. Yeah, but so 90 op-eds that were posted last year by people that don't exist. Wow. That That we know about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that we know about. I'm sure it's yeah. way more than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's just the, like actually the way the tip of an iceberg works. We're just seeing the tiny portion of it. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm really feeling right now for all the would-be editorialists, bloggers, commentators out there in the world uh, who are being outdone by non-existent people. <laughs> They're getting well, way more published. Well, the people who are credited as the bylines are non-existent. Right. But yeah, this I, is a, a very real propagandist thing that's that it's good. going it's, like right that's a good point it's putin's very very best or, or yeah, she's or whoever. yeah it, it yeah. is this is a step above the the your typical just troll bot farm right that's on the second floor this is probably on the fourth or fifth floor they mm. got corner offices up there right nice. where, where you're actually putting out think pieces and various things like that but this right. is very much the, from the same playbook of just anonymous twitter trolls Boy, and they, their bios included LinkedIn pages, and I mean, like, they, they put some effort into making it seem like it's a real human being, mm-hmm. um, and then get out whatever they want to get out, and uh, and because we are the way we are right now as a society, and seeking stories to back up what we already believe, we all hungrily devour this stuff. Look at this story that backs up my particular narrative. I believe four front teeth is the correct number. <laughs> if that, you met that guy, he smiled at you. You think he'd immediately pick up, wait, something's I wrong I don't know if here. I noticed. I think you'd just think, eh, a, bit a little of off center. Yeah. yeah. Something's weird about him. Yeah. And if he had one big tooth like Olaf in the... <laughs> What's Olaf from? Frozen. 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 Thank yeah. you. If he had one big tooth, I'd notice right. that. But. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, speaking of social media, I know there are a couple that are kowtowing to the Chinese and have suspended operations in Hong Kong. I don't have in front of me is uh, Hong Kong continues to fall under the boot heel of the Chinese communists. Oh, well, just to just to finish millions off, of people are losing their freedom right now. And the world is not doing a lot about it. Nope. Or doesn't even seem to be that upset about it. Um, to, well, to finish off the social media thing, so I've been decrying, well, for years, but particularly this week, the uh, the, the, the problem of... How do I know what's real? I don't even. I, the job we've got is to come in and talk about what's going on in the world. But it's so hard for me to know what's actually going on in the world. Right. If the real media 
is lying to me and just not interested in, for instance, going to the Black Lives Matter website to figure out what they are. Um, but, but if the real media is just not that interested in giving to me. And then you got Iran, Russia, North Korea, China making all these fake op-eds so mm-hmm. that if I open up a website or whatever, they're written by enemies of the United States. Yeah. You combine the two, how would you have the slightest idea what's going on in the world? Well, in those op-eds, I'm sure they're skillfully done. They have fake statistics, fake quotes from people, that sort of thing. So, yeah, you can get really led down the garden path of lies. God, in all the countries I just mentioned, they don't suffer from this. Only a free and open society like the United States would suffer from this because... Putin knows what's going on, because the only thing that goes on in his country is what he wants to go on. Right. And if something goes on he doesn't want, he shuts it down. Or Same he with China. shoots you to death on a bridge right outside the Kremlin. Or you get thrown out a window like those doctors. Right. Um, so, same with China, same with Iran, same with North Korea. So, in countries where you control everything, you're immune to this. Only the open free societies like the United States are, this is a real Achilles heel. It is. It is, and it worries me. It reminds me of my theory of modern democracy, which is that those who would game democracy and profit from it and pervert it have gotten so good and so fast, and their reach is so enormous with social media, not only enormous, but instantaneous, that I don't know if it's possible to run the country properly. So what's the answer? I don't know. Don't ask me. (laughs) I wish I knew. But I I do worry for our democracy. In the same way, given the fact that we have this unbelievable, awe-inspiring, God-given openness, honesty, transparency. It's not perfect, but, you know, we're better than about anybody. Uh, I don't know if that country can survive the skills of the modern saboteur. Whether right, it's right. Putin or, or she or, or, or I don't think little fathead's going to cause us any serious problems, honestly. Oh, one of the uh, North Korean um, defectors, a guy snuck across the border. He was one of the DMZ soldiers, the, of the allegedly elite soldiers. And he, uh, he legged it across the border and got to South Korea. He did a big interview with the Wall Street Journal. And he says their military is rotting from the inside out. He said the soldiers are starving. I'm an alleged uh, uh, elite soldier, but my family doesn't have money. So the guys with money bribe the officers to get a decent amount of food. He said, I'm subsisting on a cup of gruel per day. This guy, uh, here's how screwed up. What is a gruel exactly? Oh, you don't want it. Um, this, (laughs) This guy, one of the reasons he was stationed to the DMZ is because he is a big guy. He he towers above most uh, North Korean soldiers. Dude is 5'8". Wow. Yeah. That's how starved that, that workers' paradise communist, uh, you know, homeland is. So, you know, if, if Fat Ed has nukes and he's working as hard as he can, he has that. He could do an enormous amount of damage. Oh, the, the other interesting aspect of that, maybe we get to that in a couple of minutes. North Korea has an enormous army. They have one of the biggest armies on Earth. Sure. I mean, their, their military equipment is stunning. They dwarf the South Koreans, who have a million times more money than they do, roughly. I made that number up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we'll get to that. North Korea is such a strange case. I could spend the rest of my life studying them, but 
Uh, we'll uh, we'll update you on that situation in a couple minutes. The NBA teams have arrived in Orlando, at least some of them. They're getting ready for the playoffs starting here in a couple of weeks, or eight-game season and then the playoffs, uh, which uh, some of us, including Joe, think ain't actually going to happen. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, Sean, a little wager. A little wager. Just low stakes, just a, a gentleman's bet. I'll bet my 20 bucks against your five. Okay. That they do not play the playoffs to completion. Wow. Oh. Uh, I mean, are I, you even willing to risk five bucks on that proposition? Well, I, I also think that these leagues are going to start, but they're not going to finish. Yeah. Okay. So you agree right. with him? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's tough to bet with some of you agree. Can't, 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 can't get no action. That's interesting. You agree. You don't think they'll finish the playoffs? No. I, I just, too many possible points of failure, and I don't know what they're. I don't see how a viable strategy exists, especially when you're trying to finish the season on a certain timeline. Because if a team tests positive and they played a team yesterday, now do both of those teams just go in quarantine for two weeks? Like I don't, or just I, the guy he guarded. And I, they're I don't the, understand. And they're how, the four seed in the West. So what do you do? Yeah, exactly. I don't. Do you just hold up the whole thing now for until well, they're right? What if you lose the number one and number four seeds in the West, for instance? I think LeBron tests positive and you call the whole thing off. Nobody's going to care. It would be a stupid season if LeBron James is just sitting Will they the make sidelines. more money than if they didn't cancel it? Barely. Well, that's the only question. Barely. Not much. I wouldn't watch. They will make a significant <laughs> portion off of the eight-game regular season finish because that reaches the threshold for uh, games broadcast for the regional sports networks where they get paid in full. That's they, might not oh, okay. fin- they might not make it through those eight games. Yeah, they might not. We will have to see. Thanks, China. Text line 415-295-KFTC. The 2020 election has an exciting last-minute candidate. On Saturday, Kanye West tweeted, We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for President of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. Wow. President Kanye. That's right. Yeezy wants to be Preezy. It should be pointed out that Kanye still has to register with the Federal Election Commission, collect enough signatures to get on the ballot, create a campaign platform, and he's already missed the deadline to file as an independent candidate in a bunch of states. But other than that, he good. There you go. He good. Um, here is a tweet from Andy No uh, last night. Before we do that, uh, coming up, the five things, not that there are only five things, but five giant things, they don't tell you about slavery. Five important things to know that make the whole 1619 project and a lot of the narrative these days just false. You don't want to miss this. Well, I hope you get the whole Armstrong and Getty show. You're really being shorted if you don't get every hour. You can go to armstrongandgetty.com and grab the podcasts. We'll post them later. True that. So here's one tweet from Andy No. Uh, He's the guy who uh, reports in Portland, regularly being beaten up by Antifa, 
doing the job that a lot of journalism is not doing, and certainly no East Coast journalism is doing. Doesn't fit the narrative. Uh, he tweeted this last night. Antifa rioters have again gathered in downtown Portland. This is night 41 in a row last night, I believe. They just slashed the tire uh, driver's truck in the street and are brandishing melee weapons. Yeah, we've got videos posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Lots you're of videos. You're going to be shocked that it's taking place in America. Well, what you're going to be shocked about to me is that this video is not on CNN. That the rest of America doesn't know this happened. It's got to be very disturbing to be in downtown Portland at night and think it's like that Hotel Rwanda movie. Remember the guy was out there? And, sure. How is the world not paying attention to this? Yeah. When you're in Portland, Oregon, USA, and you're downtown, and people are rioting and smashing stuff up and attacking people. Every night. Every single night for over a month. you got to be thinking, how is nobody talking about this? Violent protests downtown Portland expected to continue, marking 41 nights of demonstrations that took a turn for the we- worse over the holiday weekend as commercial-grade fireworks were shot at police officers. And explosives and machetes were found on arrestees. So they're, they're shooting fireworks. They're carrying bombs and machetes. And what the U.S. Attorney for the District of Oregon described as a significant escalation in violence, demonstrators over the holiday weekend targeted judicial buildings. They hurled firebombs, incendiary devices, and explosive mortars at the Hatfield Federal Courthouse and Multnomah County Justice Center in an attempt to burn it down. Others used baseball bats to break down the doors, which were later boarded up by the city. Then the inevitable public demonstrations, blah, 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 the death of George Floyd, etc., etc. You have to understand, like Seattle, and uh, Seattle has this uh, statue of John, of, John Lennon, of Vladimir Lenin, the great Marxist communist leader. That statue's still standing even as they tear down statues of uh, abolitionist heroes and the rest of it, um, there are hardcore, way, way left activists in Portlandia. So Antifa members set the uh, police precinct on fire, and they've got pictures of some of them involved, and they're posted a variety of places, and you can see if you recognize them if you're from the Portland area. But uh, other things that Andy No tweeted out, here's a picture of a fire downtown after 40 days out of things to burn by the federal courthouse, Antifa in downtown have set a homeless person's sofa on fire, is engulfed in flames uh, near a statue that they're trying to tear down. This is going on, and the country's paying no attention to it. Here's a public toilet facility in downtown Portland that was destroyed by Antifa rioters. It is now closed. Destroyed like it looks like a mortar hit it. Like it actually looks like a war zone. Right. It's absolutely amazing. Well, the story's being ignored because at least we've been telling people for weeks these are peaceful protesters who just want civil rights. Uh, bah, 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 bah. After the deployment of numerous agents from federal agencies in Portland... There have been several arrests of Anti- after the Antifa riots, Antifa members. The agents are not subject to the same hand-tying placed by the Portland police. And uh, Andy No swears he's going to name the various Antifa people arrested, including this one, Tamane Jamie Teo, who was arrested in Portland uh, after an Antifa, one of the many Antifa riots. He goes by Zouk in the Antifa community. He's facing federal charges for allegedly assaulting a federal officer. His comrades set up a GoFundMe and have raised thousands of dollars to get him out. And 
idiots across the country are donating money to that. Mark Morgan, see, uh, Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner, said Border Patrol agents who had been sent to Portland were struck by frozen water bottles, beer bottles, frozen eggs, rocks, bottle rockets, and commercial-grade fireworks over the weekend. Several injured. Following the arrest of one attacker Saturday night, agents found a pipe bomb, fused explosive device, machete, and knife on the man. Said Mr. Morgan, these are not protesters. These are criminals who got together and organized and planned and actually brought weapons. They brought shields. They brought frozen water bottles, rocks, lasers, weapons with the intent to destroy a federal building and harm law enforcement officers. Now, the president has said, we will send in the National Guard. You just ask. But the cowering, just quivering Weak leadership of Portland and Oregon are saying, no, no, don't do that. We we want to submit to these people. Our only strategy is to to submit and give them what they want. We're afraid of them. How how could a city under siege like this not get more media attention nationwide? Well, we, we all know why. Can you imagine if it were right-wingers, if it were Trump supporters? I mean, the, the bathroom they destroyed, they spray-painted F. Trump on there. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if it were Trump supporters, the amount of coverage it would get? Right, right. Boy, the Portland cops are pissed, too. Because the city fathers are telling them what to do. Portland Police Chief uh, Chuck Lavelle says uh, this is the second time in a day a riot's been declared. Our community deserves better than nightly criminal activity that destroys the value and fabric of our community. Man, this is a real crisis point right now in America. And when Trump mentions it in his speech at the Mount Rushmore on 4th of July, he's it, it said he was dark and divisive. Yeah, we've got more on that coming up. Armstrong and Getty.